Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. This is Ian. And I'm Jason. And welcome to the Micro Brew Review. Today we are embracing Oktoberfest. A delightful time of year when everyone must drink. And all the beers are bad. Well, <laughs> all right. We'll get to that. <laughs> well, you might as well lead on. It's, it's sort of like when you're writing a paper, you know, you don't really need to read the next 18 pages. Because Just read the first paragraph that was Jason tell you yes everything that you're about to talk about and why and then what your findings were yes <laughs> and his thesis statement is Oktoberfest beers are awful pumpkin beers are amazing and in conclusion Oktoberfest beers are not my favorite yeah. all right well thank you for joining us here at <laughs> no, okay <laughs> good night that was the abbreviated version but <laughs> for those of you who would like to move beyond the cliff's notes and really get into the down and dirty the real words are on the other side of the page. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, we have two beers today. Only one of them is an Oktoberfest because I could not bring myself to buy two. Not going to ah. lie. All right. We have to give them a fair shot. All right. There's a reason that, you know, the world celebrates Oktoberfest and... Yeah, because it's been how many months since St. Patrick's Day? All right. A lot. A lot. And where that's did, what Where I did Oktoberfest come from? Do we know this? Germany. We well, yeah, we know that, that later. Oh, we might get to that later. Ian, I hear we have a trivia game coming. Ian has planned some appropriate Oktoberfest trivia. Oh. Appropriate's a strong word. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even Especially better. Especially dealing with me. Even better. I like this, Jason. Suddenly I don't mind failing at answering questions. <laughs> yeah, normally of... I'm terrible at trivia, but if it's inappropriate, I have a shot. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's... Talk about what, what the beer we have in front of us right now is. All right. Well, our first beer is from, it's actually called The St. George Brewing Company. Which I will admit, I've never heard of. Hey, look at you bra branching out and yeah, trying new things. trying something new. Um, it's in Hampton, Virginia, which is probably, I'm completely guessing by looking at the map, maybe 25 miles from here. Okay. From here being, we so are... So depending on Beltway traffic... Anywhere from three to eight hours away. <laughs> that sounds about right. The beltway is the other way. It is. Actually, it is thankfully um, not toward the beltway at all. It's toward the rural parts of Virginia where this was probably made in someone's bathtub somewhere. Oh, don't be cruel. It's not cruel. It's, it's craft. It was probably made in a delicious factory brewery. Yeah, we don't want to get a reputation to somebody's bad-mouthing <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even tried this beer yet. I'm not bad-mouthing the You were brewery. saying it was brewed in a bathtub, which I don't even know if that's possible, judging from our trip with Verlin. That's true. I don't think you can just brew beer in a bathtub. I think you have to distill gin there. You could probably brew it, but then you'd have a heck of a time getting it out so that you could <laughs> age it properly. It'd just be oats all over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then our second beer is actually from Brewery Omegang. Cooperstown, New York. There you go. It is Scythe and Sickle, and it is a harvest ale. So How do you pronounce their name, by the way? Is it is it Omegang or Omegang or? It's G A N G are the last three letters. So no, no umlaut or anything. Oh gosh, do you just got fancy on me? No, <laughs> all the letters look completely English and normal. Okay, is, right. that, is that a fair answer? Yeah. All right. Um, I like saying Omegang. It's that's usually what I say too. To that be is honest. really what I say too. I, but I feel bad because I have blogged about them before. And as I am typing the name out, I'm realizing that what I am saying and what I am typing do not mesh. So, trying to be more true. It's a branding thing. It's only fair to them that I call them what they are. Unless you're saying it wrong. Well, I guess. <laughs> do you know the way that we remedy this is to well, go we'll there. We'll go visit them and yes. see what they say about it. I love that plan. 
because they're I, I really like their style uh, and the reason I bought this one well there's two reasons I would say number one I couldn't bring myself to do two Oktoberfest and it seemed appropriate to have two fall themed beers but maybe they're a little different this way and number two is I have tried I think pretty much every Oma Gang beer there is and I have never seen this before nor have I I've had their three philosophers their uh, Hennepin so wait, not so had this one what makes it an Oktoberfest beer what you mean when Oktoberfest the, the style Saint, in general? The right. St. George yeah. one, yeah. Well, it, just in general, I guess. Um, typically, they all, they, they all to me they taste like pale ales or kingling. The or, style or lagers, I guess. itself is called a marzen, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a very j- traditional German wheaty, earthy beer. Um, and I think maybe what you dislike about it is that it doesn't have a lot of strong flavors to There's it. There's not a lot of pizzazz n- to it. It's, it's, a, it's a beer. Yes. It's a beer in the very simple sense of what a beer is. So this um, would be kind of good for the folks that don't... Uh, a good sort of gateway into craft beers then. Because if they... Uh, I mean, if they're so used to Bud Light and they don't really want to try something full and robust, they just want something that they're used to, this can be kind of a way to... Say, hey, yeah. this is and it's similar also, to what you normally drink. It's got this great caramely color to it, and it's made with... Uh, so it comes out a little sweeter than a typical German beer. The Pilsners and stuff, they tend right. to be a little more bitter. Um, so this is definitely a sweeter... I would I would say it's a more accessible beer. It's just not very complex. That's, and I love And that's probably why we don't like beer. it, because we've become these, you know, craft beer snobs that want all of this flavor profiling and layers of flavor and all of that in the beer that we're drinking and the truth is that most of the beer that the world drinks doesn't have all of that going on this is very much an every man's beer throughout much of europe from what i understand i have not been to europe but ask me again in a couple of weeks you've been to the uk that kind of counts oh my gosh i was so i'm gonna be shot now no it's just that and I, I will never admit this in front of my British friends, but they were so impressed because I was drinking bitters because apparently girls there don't drink bitters. It's too strong of a beer. Like their palates do not embrace it or something. But after we were there, what, 10 days, I think. After day six, I could not handle it anymore. I, I just needed, I started drinking cocktails, which is not like me at all. But I thought if I have any more of this plain, boring, blech, English beer, I'm just going to go bonkers. And it could be that I spent most of my time in little towns. It wasn't like, oh, I was in London or I was in Manchester or whatnot. It was in a lot of, you know, cute little pubs that were unassuming and family owned and all of that. So they didn't really have an elaborate beer menu. But especially after Ireland, where I could drink anything on draft, basically, and absolutely love it. It was just a huge disappointment. Fair enough. I understand the warring all of a sudden. I'm sure that's what it was all about. No? All right. Why not? (laughs) I tried to make a smart kid joke, and it absolutely failed. (laughs) (laughs) So, Marzen is German in style. Am I going to ruin your trivia? No, no, I was going to say, say, let's talk about this beer. What do do we get from it when we taste it? What do we like about it? What don't we like? We've all flat out said at the beginning of this that we don't like Oktoberfests. So Uh, we're facing our fears right now in front of all these people. Sure, and hey, uh, in our our past podcast, we had a a caller or a 
a question from a listener in Nora who said, hey, I don't like IPAs, what do I do about it? Okay, well, you drink IPAs. So, hey, we don't really like Oktoberfest. So, here we are, we're drinking Oktoberfest. We're, we're going to dissect it a little bit more. We're going to talk about it. And, you know, maybe we can come to like Oktoberfest. Maybe there is an Oktoberfest out there for us. You optimistic bugger. That's what I do. What, what do we think about this one in front of us? We've all had a, a couple sips of it. Jason, you're, you're shaking your head. You don't like it? No. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's not a terrible, but it's... You've it's had not, worse beers. I've had lots of worse beers. I think that's my thing. When you were talking about it being a gateway beer or a training wheels beer or however you want to put it, I disagree wholeheartedly. I feel like it's, it is everything that people who dislike beer taste and i don't want to i'll disagree with you on that because i think that everything that people dislike about beer is the, the really bad ones like the the ones that we don't mention by name <laughs> the ones that we don't give credit or something to. like that but like we know we all there's like the big three and then there's yeah. like a whole bunch of little underlings for them uh and those are the beers that everyone drinks in college and high school and middle school you know kids these days are getting older and older younger and younger so uh, who knows when they start drinking. But there's a good reason that they don't like those beers. This I would not even put on a level with those. I think this is distinctly better. Okay. I'm not saying I like it, but this is a, this is a well-crafted beer. You can this respect is, the I can art. Respect, re, <laughs> respect. Uh, it's the German word for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oktoberfest after yeah. all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, all I'm going to say is it's a lower ABV than most of the beers we drink on the show. It's also a higher ABV than normal because it's a Marzen. It's a, it's a stronger, fuller-bodied beer. It's only a 6%. Okay, well, that's stronger than the threes and fours that they... I'm not saying it's... Is that why they can drink a whole boot of it? Because it's only like 4%? They can do that because they're German. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they can take over... <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're pausing, and we're pausing. <laughs> yeah, don't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think what okay. So my thing with this is, uh, gateway wise, it's just a, you know, it's what people are used to. So we're just giving them more of what they're used to to say it's not as scary as you think. But at the same time, I get your argument kind of of people. Uh, you know, you're not going to get people into craft beer by giving them the same thing that they are tasting. But I also don't think that we need to, like, give them a, a pumpkin spice latte beer to make them say, oh, beer can be good. It's like, hey, this is beer. This is beer in its very basic form. And this is, while maybe not my favorite, it's a good beer. No, is it, you know, Young's Double Chocolate Stout? No, not even close. Does it have that sweetness to it? Eh, I mean, it's got a little sweetness to it, but it's not that chocolatey flavored kind of beer that we... You know, we've, we've done a lot of different kinds of beers, uh, and, and some of them have flavors and some of them don't, but they all, well, they all have flavors, obviously, but some of them are flavored and some of them are not. What, what does Jarrett, our friend who doesn't like beer, think of the chocolate stouts? Um, I think stouts scare him, to be honest. They're and very dark. I don't know if they it's are. got, yes, I think it's more to do with the color than the flavor. And I'll tell you what, though. They have a bad rep. I went out with Aaron the really? other day. Stouts. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, I'm so full after a stout. And it's like, it's still uh -huh. just liquid. Just because you're chewing it doesn't mean yeah. that it's not liquid. It's not actually yeah. a loaf <laughs> of bread. Yeah. Chewing it. Well, but I don't know. There's something about the head on a stout that just, it inspires me. It's just fantastic. But I went out with Aaron, our friend Aaron, the other day. And she is very adventurous. Like, she's willing to try different things. But she knows what she likes and doesn't like True. the end. You know, she'll take a sip and she'll know right away. Um, and we went to a place, go figure, I picked it, that had 
30 draft beers and 371 bottled beers. It's a lot of beer. I was very excited. It was worth the drive because, you know, if I'm going into the city, it better be, it better be exciting. And um, it was happy hour, so you could get these beautiful little glasses for $2 a piece. And they came out in a wooden paddle with holes in it and with like dry erase marker, they would write on which one it was. So you knew Excellent. when you so put you them back little, down. Little taster. It was great. Flight. And she did an awesome job of picking diff different styles. Mm -hmm. um, but when she went to pick her last one, she actually picked the left hand milk stout. And she went, oh, oh, no, no, I don't mean that. I don't like stout. And so I asked her, and this was the one bummer for me, is that the whole place was full of, like, male businessmen, and it was just her and I uh, at a table. And I, our server was not as interested in us, I think, because we were two girls in a beer place, and he figured, meh, what do they know or what do they care? Um, I'll bring them some frambois. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Uh, so she had a lot of questions about the beer that, unfortunately, he was not exactly chomping at the bit to answer so i was trying to help her through it as best as i could what's his name what's their name let's oh the place let's rat is, him out i'm sorry i do not know what his name was nah. I'll, I'll go get my care. check and i'll tell you um <laughs> the place is called rustico and the food is amazing and the beer is fantastic um and i don't want them to be held accountable for this one poor man who didn't know that the beer mistress was sitting at his booth you should treat every customer like a beer mistress there you go oh Please. But not Let's like a mistress. No. That's <laughs> would be inappropriate, that's especially if they're a dude. Potentially. Especially if they're a dude. Yeah, it would be a little awkward. Well, he was a dude. Um, and he did not retort when she said she didn't like stouts. So I asked her what it was she didn't like about stouts. And she just enumerated that they're, you know, they're really bitter. They're really dark. They're really overpowering. And I told her that if she was feeling adventurous and wanted to try a stout, that a milk stout was the way to go. I was gonna say, go. the left-hand milk stout is probably one of the ways to go. Yes, they, and they she... They have that, they've got a really nice sweetness to them, actually. Well, and milk stouts versus, you know, regular stouts, oatmeal stouts, you know, coffee stouts, chocolate stouts. She picked the right one to have it be more mellow. Mm-hmm. And um, she got it, she drank the whole thing, which again was maybe four ounces. Sure. But at the same time, she was going, oh my God, I didn't know stout could taste like this. and. Those are the people I just want to get, like, the Southern Tier chocolate stout and be like, this is a stout! <laughs> I'm shoving it down your throat and you're loving it. It's never what you... I would. Yeah, Jason would like a straw whenever he sees the double ah, chocolate. it's like delicious milkshake. We yeah, have never so made good. it into... I, it is you can my make that goal. into an awesome ice cream. Ice cream, all the way. Maybe for Christmas or something. And then we'll make milkshakes out of it with Bailey's. <gasps> oh my <laughs> gosh. Why did you just say that? Because that is, that is gold right there. We could, we could Shh, make our Nobody steal that idea and do it. We're going to do it. Or if you do, send us the recipe. Yeah, and the rights. <laughs> <laughs> we just came up with the rights, right? Yeah, copyrighted. That's copyrighted. We already... Can you do that? Is that yeah. technically legal? That's legal. Our website is copyrighted, and this is posted on our website. Boom. Boom. <laughs> sure. All right. Moving on. Sorry. Back to October. This is, not a, this is not a podcast about U.S. copyright law. Good, because we would totally we would be uninterested in We know a little bit about beer. I know very little about copyright law. By little, I mean I know it's nothing. C in a circle and it yeah. ends there. Can I just write well, that? Apparently, uh, where was it? Oh, that Aaron was telling that story too, wasn't it? About she was out at Trivia and it was a whole bunch of, it was a whole bunch of lawyers yeah. out there. And they were, they Guns got the lawyer questions, the law questions wrong. 
That's frightening. Uh, it, it's it? a little scary. It was, but, but this is DC, so there's probably... Well, there's also a lot of specialized law, so... Right. There are probably intense lawyers, and then there are probably a lot of practicing lawyers. It's about, like, what judges were killed, the X and Y thing, or something like that. Oh, that sounds depressing. Yeah. I, I make it a point not to keep up on current events, just so that I'm not depressed. <laughs> just so I don't know who died. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter right now. If you turn on the TV, all you're going to see is... Election, uh, election stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ugh. that's ridiculous. We're not getting into that. That's not. It's avoid. No. Right avoid along. it. Avoid. Run away. Avoid. Moving right <laughs> along. So. Eject. Shannon. Yeah. Your thoughts on the Oktoberfest in front of you. This one specifically and other ones in general. Not my favorite. This one? Both. Based, based upon other Oktoberfests, how do you rank this I one? actually think it's pretty good. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm going to say... Um, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm, okay. I'm pleased well, with it. That your body language and your evasive answer did not say that. So I'm glad... I know it didn't. That's why I had to clarify. Okay. Um, for Especially for what I have seen for as small of a brewery as it seems to be. Um, and I'm basing this... I have not been there, even though, again, it's not super far from here. Uh, it's also not super far from... Oh, that's Maryland. I was going to say West Virginia, which is scary. But um, it's well done. And again, I'm going to agree with the two of you and say it is not the style that I would prefer. However, I can, I can tell that the person who made it knew what they were doing. The flavor is rich. It's full for the style. Um, it doesn't disappoint. The, the finish isn't boring. You know, it's not that wateriness that I dislike so much. However, I'm going to say this. This is very telling for me. Jason has housed his beer, um, and you're just about done with yours, whereas I think I have two-thirds of mine left, because if I am sitting here drinking a Mars... I was really thirsty. I had a long drive. It's yeah. going to take a long time. So, I'm, I am not going to say anything bad about it, other than it's not a style that I would seek out. Fair enough. Uh, I will agree. I don't, I don't want to go find this, this beer. I don't. Uh, I host a, a trivia game at a bar. And uh, they've got two of these on tap right now. And while I'm there, I can, uh, you know, occasionally imbibe a, a beer while I'm sitting and hosting. And I would never pick an Oktoberfest. I did try the Sam Oktoberfest the other day, um, mostly because I wanted to just give a little taste. So I had a, a sip of it. Not my favorite, but... A sip was enough? A sip was enough, yeah. And it, again, like, I like a lot of the stuff that Sam does. There's some stuff I don't like that much, but... The, the Oktoberfest is probably one of them, but I don't think it's because Sam doesn't know what they're doing. Right. I think it's because I don't like this style of beer. I don't yeah. love this style of beer. And that's, that's the main point I'm trying to get at, is there are so many other beers out there that I would never pick up a six-pack of this to drink in a night. I would never order this at a bar unless it were the only craft thing going on. You know, if it was all the basics... The regular beers that we're used to seeing at a bar. The $2 special beers. Exactly. And then an Oktoberfest. Sure, I drink an Oktoberfest. Or a water. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing, to, <laughs> nothing wrong with water and le with lemon in the room. Right. It, it depends. But I would never go seek this out, I don't think. So here's a, here's a question. Is there a purity to the Oktoberfest in that it's simple in its taste? Oh, I thought you were going to discuss the German purity laws. The German laws. purity laws. I thought so too. But oh, no. To well, I have that. no idea what you're talking about there. But... Ian took Actually, a beer class. Actually, I do class. know what you're talking about. But, yeah. um, no, like, just, it's, it is a very simple flavor. Straightforward. Straightforward, not complex. And is there something to be said just for that, if you're not going for something that's, you, you know, you, you just want a simple beer? 
I do think if I were going to seek this one out, it would be in a situation where um, I'm having a burger. I'm having a pasta without a really complex type sauce, or I'm having something spicy. I was gonna say maybe something. And I just spicy, need something to clear it'll, my it'll palate. Cover it up. Yes. It's it's effervescent. It's not gonna leave like a really heavy flavor behind. And I do think that there's there's a lot of cuisine that this would pair well with. Not necessarily in the compliment way, but more like in the palate refreshing way, I think. Palate Which cleansing. is complimentary. It is. It doesn't necessarily enhance the flavors, but it allows the flavors to be the most predominant thing in the meal. That makes sense. So food-wise, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great like, cleansing beer. Yeah, clean finish is what I was going to say. That's a good way to put There's it. Not a clean finish is a big difference to me than watery finish. Like, right. water and clean sounds similar. Watery is similar, disappointing. But it's not... All right, I think, are you ready to open your next beer? I am. I don't know, I don't know about you there, Miss... I know, F I'm doing bad, Cole. but I do want to bring this up. Um... I think that the Omegang Scythe and Sickle Harvest Ale is so new that in... They don't even know that they made it? Well, <laughs> it's not on their website. Trust me, no. I've tried. Uh, but in the 20 minutes or so that we've been talking, their overall score on Rate Beer has jumped, uh, which makes me think that it, there's... Maybe so this is like the first batch of it yes. ever? Kind of, Yes. So it got a 90 overall score, but for the style, being, again, Harvest Ale, or actually it's as an Amber Ale, it got a 98 out of 100. What is a Harvest Ale? <laughs> cricket, cricket. Uh, can Jiminy. I, um, I'll read this, which is interesting. Hey, I'll tell you what, it pours with a big head. <laughs> oh, that has nothing to do with Harvest. No, well... The time is of it, plenty. How do you say the word technically? Scythe? Sure. Okay. I used to tell ghost stories in front of the White House, and we talked about a, a story where a woman had a scythe, um, but I, I said it to Sounds probably right. 2,000 tourists over six months, and I never actually bothered to stop and learn how to say the word. Scythe and sickle harvest ale is brewed with barley, wheat, oats, and rye. Oh, rye. Rye is the cheap grain. We learned that from Berlin. Um, scythe whiskeys. Ooh. Scythe and Sickle is a seasonal brew that celebrates the richness of the grain harvest. So be ready for some grain. Brewed with barley, wheat, oats, and in a nod to traditional upstate New York grains, rye. That explains why they did that. This fine ale is malty and creamy on the palate. The flavors of the grains and earth shine through. Enjoy the refreshment of the season and joys of fine brewing. Oh, I can't wait for winter. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> as the Starks would say. Very nice. So, why does it have that much head when it pours? I mean, it's cold. It's been in the fridge for six hours. Maybe that's why. Really? Is it too cold? I don't know. I will, I will say that when I was at Rustico the other night, there were two of the 30 on, um, on the beer menu that had a number in parentheses and I asked what it was and it was that they are not served as cold as the rest of the beers and they wanted you to realize that they're about 10 degrees warmer. And when you got them warmer it wasn't yeah. that they were pouring it wrong it was that's how it should be. Right so the number in parentheses was the temperature that it was being served at which I thought was really smart because I'm guessing maybe people complained enough that they decided the to do something warm. about it. <laughs> Go to England. Yeah oh my gosh yes. Well, and I like <laughs> cask ale. 
Uh, I, I feel that the temperature difference and the carbonation difference brings out new flavors in the beer, and I'm very excited by that. I I'm not sold on that principle, but I believe it to be true. Okay. Jason has almost fervently rejected that principle. Yeah. I mean, I understand it. Temperature absolutely don't. has something to do with the flavors that are unlocked. Uh, true with wine as well. Yes. Yeah, you want it to be... If it's too cold, you don't get any of the flavors. If it's too warm, it's kind of flat and like, oh, this beer is hot. Uh, there's always got to have to have be that midpoint, and I believe that that midpoint changes from what style of beer, what kind of beer. You um, don't want a warm pilsner, drinking. yeah. I don't want a warm pilsner. I don't want a pilsner. Ever. I don't want a warm IPA. Okay. What I about a warm stout? Would you do a warm stout? I could maybe see that happening. I can tell you that when I get a Guinness and it has ice crystals in the head, I'm disappointed. Really. Well, yeah, because in Ireland, it felt like it was right around maybe 48, 50 degrees. So if you're pouring it here and it comes out with ice crystals in it, what temperature is that it at? Like 34? Well, it's probably as cold as all the rest of their beers. Yeah. Like, their Guinness in Ireland also. Rude, frost, cold. Oh. frost, cold, and served frost, cold. The, the Guinness in Ireland had that metallic taste to it, too, which I was really surprised about. I really thought it was the water. It could it probably be. is. It could but very that's well be. But I was just really surprised that in well, know, Ireland it had yeah. that taste. So, what mm. do we think? Uh, Keep in I mind. I would say this is a significant improvement over an Oktoberfest. <gasps> Good, I picked well. Um, what is this one? This is a harvest uh, the, the ale. Harvest ale. Oh. You know what? This is going to make me super geeky. You know what that makes me think of? Star Trek. World of Warcraft. <laughs> That's close. Tell me why. I thought you were actually going to say something like scientific, but... No, just hard. All right, yeah. well, tell me more. About that? I would rather why, sound why geeky than old, so That's true. Um, because there's this place in there that's called Westfall, and it's all about harvest and, you know, very fall -ish. It was your favorite place to hang out, about. wasn't it? Because you love the fall. I did you're like, like ah, place, I'm yeah. so drunk on grain. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. elf princess. It was a human starting zone. Thank you very much whatever <laughs> I, I tried i couldn't i mean he coached me through it and i leveled up like three times and when i was like oh i'm a level floor you also got a headache from the camera motion oh my god i got play. motion sick watching my character run around women. it was so bad <laughs> do you know there are so many women who game that just threw things at their ipods right now no, those ones are Yeah, awesome. they're all mad at you for not playing yeah for, <laughs> for, play. for getting yeah. sick at camera angles <laughs> I, I've also never seen Scream because I'm pretty sure I couldn't handle it. See, I was like that People too. People die. I figure, I mean, all things considered, I'd, I don't know that I'm missing anything. I could probably guess at a couple plot points. I watched the first Scream and got sick to my stomach from all the gore and like intestines and things that were coming out. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> oh! <laughs> now I watch Game of Thrones. There's, yeah. there's no. Which is like or 10 Spartacus. Times worse. That's even, yeah, Spartacus is probably the most violent thing I've I could ever seen. not watch Game of Thrones if I hadn't been an actor I'm not gonna lie because I've been on set and I know I've it's seen fake. that's I know it, it's fake yeah okay and there are moments it. when I still can't look but I mean I also can't watch Grey's Anatomy even after the eight intro, seasons the I will say here's my girly them. moment I got two things and they're both medical like Grey's Anatomy-esque uh, a needle in the eye I cannot watch and also a scalpel cutting into a body. Yeah. If they're alive or dead, it just skeeves me out. I'm just like, yeah. I can always feel it just cutting down my rib cage and just like my sternum. And I'm just like, go stop it. <laughs> my mother can watch 
anything on television. Like, she gets super into, like, the learning TV shows and stuff. And she can watch open heart surgery. She can watch your liposuction. She can watch whatever. I can watch open heart surgery. I can't watch them cutting cutting open the body with a scalpel. All right. I needed to get injections in my back. And she could not watch them put a six-inch needle in my spine. Uh, I just saw her go completely white and, like, grab my hand and almost faint. (laughs) I was like... How how is this so much different than? Because you you're related to her. Oh. You're important. She loves me enough that she felt my pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, what do you think, Harvestdale? Oh, I have to try it again. I have to be I have to be honest. I think one of the other things that I'm I don't want to see fighting here, but I really truly prefer unfiltered beers. You I just say that every time, and it's not going away. Well, and that's fine, but but every like time you pour them, I'm waiting. Beers out there. That's oh, Ian. That's not true. I would See, say I like thirty percent of beers are unfiltered. I'm not an unfiltered beer person. You just made that statistic up entirely. Thirty <laughs> percent of the beers you drink maybe are unfiltered, <laughs> and most of them are the same label again and again. Maybe. Gosh darn it! You people know me too well. <laughs> I'd say about like 30, 37 <laughs> to the 30, 38.5% of beers out there. <laughs> Depending on the poll. Guess yeah. what the trivia is going to be next time, friends. Unfiltered I'm beers. totally finding this Good out. For, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be my trivia. What percentage of beers are actually unfiltered? <laughs> <laughs> Eight. <laughs> Eight. Point five. I want to save them. The, uh, I want to save bowl. them the trouble yeah. of going through the filtering step. Why don't they just do me the favor and put that extra flavor in there? Whatever. We can talk about that the next time we drink an unfiltered beer, which will probably be, oh, I don't know, what is that? One in every. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jason. So we're we doing. Oh, it's. Um, Shannon, do you want to try this since you uh, you haven't? Uh, oh man. Half of your original one. Yeah, you're not. It's you're okay. Not it's a little bit more robust than there, the last but one. You should probably join the Ooh, conversation. It smells better. Well, let's talk about ABVs. We said six percent on the. Uh... Oh, I like that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my lanta. I, oh hey, my phrase: no stealing. Well, I'm pretty sure that's not yours. Um. Okay, so again, no ABV on this label. It's six percent on their website, All but right. I do dislike that. I a lot Put of it times. on the label. I have to be honest, if I am comparing between two six-packs and they're the same price. Oh, same price? Yeah, go for the higher ABV. Exactly, but it's really hard when there's no ABV, and I disapprove. That sounds like alcoholism. It's not. If it's the same price, go for more alcohol. I'm pretty sure it sounds like flavorism. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's called bang for my buck, thank you very much. (laughs) So does the ABV really have a direct impact on the flavor? Yes and no. I think technically no, but I think... Every beer I like tends to be a little higher in ABV, and I don't think it's because I get drunk and I'm like, oh, I really like this beer. I think it's because there's more complex... I think... uh, I think they walk a fine line, to be honest, because the higher the ABV, the more you're fighting the alcohol flavor, because you want to enjoy the beer, but you don't want to taste taste rubbing alcohol while you're doing it. So they have to add more flavoring agents to the beer um, in order to counteract all of that... ABV, and I feel like we find the beer that works. And that's part of the thing, though. I mean, I have been known to stand in aisles of beer at the beer store and pull up my phone and look at reviews if I'm not sure what I want to buy. Because, no, I mean, everything doesn't have to have a great review. If if the description seems right, I'm still going to try one. But 
you know, when there's hundreds or thousands of people coming together to give their opinions, overall, I'm going to say that I care what the number is. And, you know, especially especially some of the more obscure craft brews are very, you know, our McKellar's can be $21 on up a bottle. I want to know before I buy it, you know, what other people think. So do you think there's a critical mass on APB where it starts to drop off? Because I, I agree. I kind of like the ones that are between 8 and probably, what, 11%. Oh, um, see, and that's the thing that Ian and I don't agree on is after 11, you get into, like, barley wines and stuff. Right. And that's where a good barley wine is fantastic and a, the perfect nightcap because you're talking, like, 14% and mellow and you only need, you know, 5 ounces. But... There's too many bad barley wines out there where, to me, all I'm tasting is the alcohol plus some sweet syrupiness to try to offset it, and it's right. just not a pleasant it's like balance. The, the dogfish one twenty minute. I taste the syrupy, sugary that they're overcoming that alcohol taste with more than. We should do that while you're here. We are only ten minutes from a dogfish head alehouse. Let's do it. All right. I wonder. But we're already drinking Challenge so many places. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I wonder if they make pancakes. We could do like a breakfast at Dogfish. Pour a little Clearly life and lime on top. We need life achievements for these things. They're coming <laughs> soon. You mean drinking yeah. for breakfast is a life achievement? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my mom it is so proud be. right now. There's an app for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's an app for that. <laughs> yeah. So, I know. Just one of the... We just haven't been there in a very long time. And Ian made a long Maybe drive down. Maybe a late down. lunch on Sunday? I think that's a great idea. Uh, and they even have, they do have an app actually that tells you what's on draft and it updates so that when they, they have like a chalkboard and when they cross something out on the chalkboard, it updates it's on like your phone. Like a magic chalk? Dogfish, you said. Dogfish yes, head. That's yeah. dogfish head. And they have They just take a picture of their board, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's not magic chalk. You don't actually like no. see it get crossed out. And no. That That'd would be, be pretty awesome. Cooler. Though I have to admit that the Google Drive is, it feels like a superpower almost because when you were shopping the other day. I could see that you were looking at the same document that I was looking at, and then I felt very powerful because I could add items you to the bottom like, of your shirt. get this, and this, yes. and this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, why am I getting Swedish fish? <laughs> were you bolding them on your own? Like, I was. Were you actually going through and doing that? Okay. Yeah, because everything I, I picked those. up, I, I put in bold. It'd be cool if Google had a checklist. I don't maybe they do. A, check- a checklist yeah, thing? that's where what you I was hoping for. Things. That's what I wanted. Yeah. That would have been brilliant. It was way easier than sending a list in text form, though. Yes. The fact that it's... And now it's there. So if there's anything missing, we will know we it. Can keep we adding back. to it. Man. Yeah. I, I don't will. know what we're talking about, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shoot, I Listeners, was supposed to buy you. something. All right. Are we thinking trivia? I think we're thinking trivia. Are we there already? Yes. Goodness gracious. You're just saying that because I still am not on the second beer. Yeah, but you I haven't tried even it. cracked your second beer. I did. I opened it. I just haven't poured it. Oh. I'm really scared. I'm, well, scared is the wrong word, but both of yours had a lot of head to it. so. I think you need to finish that in two minutes. Yeah, and then we'll do trivia. Oh, okay. You guys talk amongst yourselves while I chug this beer. Pardon me. Well, I think it should not take you two minutes to chug a beer. Yeah, and we should turn your mic off right now. <laughs> <laughs> done I'm sorry, world. Done. I'm so sorry, world. Should I unplug it? No, no, no you're okay. good. Yeah. So, are we going over what the trivia is going to be about? Yeah, you do okay. that. Uh, I it's going to be an Oktoberfest uh, trivia. Oktoberfest trivia? Yes, not necessarily about Oktoberfest, the beer, can but I, about the event. Yes. Can Please? I ask a so question? You're the worst chugger oh, the event. ever. Oh, you mean because of my hands up and I have a question? I'm a girl. I'm Mostly because you're talking and not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spent a lot of time in Europe. Have you been to Oktoberfest? 
No, I went in January. Oh my god. January is not October. I That's can't chug quietly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to keep apologizing because I said you're swallowing loudly. Glug, glug. Just someone, you know, make a cartoon of this and put the little bubble that oh, just goes that? glug, glug, glug. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> yeah. Ten hours of production work later. Yes. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Well, uh, so yes, I did a semester abroad in Europe, and uh, I'll probably talk about that. Well, we can talk about it right now. Um, good. I did. I did spend quietly. some. Stop talking. <laughs> That's what. Never mind. I did spend <laughs> uh, a little bit of time in Germany. Uh, I I was posted, not in the military sense, but uh, for college, I did a semester abroad in the Netherlands. Uh, I lived in a castle. And wait, yeah. they and posted you there? Is that how they call it? Or No, nah, that's just what I called it. Oh, okay. Um, the, girl, the chicks dig it if he was posted yeah, I was, there. I was posted in the Netherlands. Uh, but it was just, just over the border to Germany. Like, I could quite literally probably bike there in 10 minutes, be in Germany. So I could bike there in two hours because I'm dreadful at riding a bike. Right. Had a lovely time. I went to Cologne and Munich and Berlin. They were all very different cities. Uh, I did say, I've told a lot of people since my travels ended, that Germany was probably my favorite country, although none of those cities were my favorite cities. Oh. So as a whole, I loved Germany. The people were incredibly friendly. The food was good. Everything was beautiful, uh, in Munich especially. Uh, mostly, I think, because everything got bombed to crispy craters and then rebuilt <laughs> into beautiful uh, promenades and everything afterwards and then berlin was just such this dichotomy of you could you could see even you know in 2000 and schmer schmer <laughs> my favorite number uh just where that divide was where the wall was even today you could still see it and it was just there's this huge difference but it made for such an incredible city because you could be walking down a street and all of a sudden go oh Oh, I'm on the other side now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. East to west real quick there. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to go change your clothes. Yeah, you're like, oh, I need... Black to white uh, or yeah. bright to dull or <laughs> yeah. something. But still, even even on the other side of the wall, there's just these beautiful buildings that were, of course, turned into like municipal buildings and nothing cool was done with them, but there were these huge, beautiful, beautiful buildings. Uh, and inside it was all like concrete rooms basically after mm. they were done with them uh, but as a whole I just I found I really really related to the vibe of of Germany just seemed to be a very friendly inviting warm people and beautiful cities how was, was the beer there was also a chocolate factory oh in a chocolate museum gosh. in uh, Cologne chocolate museum yeah, like I went on a chocolate tour, and then at the end they had a chocolate fountain, and they gave us all little wafers that we could just like stick in there and eat. And then I was like, "Well, these were really good." And then this was it beautiful the... woman came around and offered me more, and I was like, "Yes, please." Was it called the Wonka Factory? Uh, <laughs> it was. It was the equivalent of the Wonka Factory, basically. Wow. They said, "Hey, Wonka Factory doesn't exist, but if it did, it would be this museum in." Cologne. In, uh, Cologne, was there yeah. a fat kid that got sucked up a tube? <laughs> Not that I witnessed. Okay. But I might now have I been distracted. Go there. I may have been the fat kid eating chocolate. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. If you don't see... No, never mind. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't see, <laughs> if you don't see the fat kid in the room, it's probably you. Oh, God. <clears throat> no, I'm so self-conscious. <laughs> All right. Um, for the record, 
Dear listener friends, I have caught up on the beer. Good for you. Well, Thank you. Also, you're when we went one. to Munich, we did go to the Hofbrauhaus, which is the uh, probably the, the best known German... Oh, it's huge. I've seen yeah, it online. The German beer house. It's not a beer garden because there's, there's a roof <laughs> and walls. Which is good when you're there in January. Yes. Well, I wasn't there in January. My semester abroad started in January, just before my birthday. Uh, but however, we went there, and they, they closed very early in Germany, and I think that's to keep things tame, because the later things go on, you know, then you start talking about bad things and ideas, and, well, you know how it is. They have a reputation. They, they have, have a reputation, let's say that. Avoid at all costs, yeah. yeah. So I think it was like 10 o'clock or so, and they were shutting up, and we were like, well, that's very early. But, uh, so we all decided that the next day we'd go back, and there were 60 of us there. We were all, the whole, the whole class was traveling, and we got our teachers to come out. And the place was packed. Whereas it's an enormous building. It's just full of long wooden tables and benches. And a couple of us got there first, and we told everyone else where we would be. And so we were just sitting there, and there was these big long tables, and like two people would stand up, and four of us would sit down. And then like another one person would stand up, and two of us would sit down. And by the end, we had uh, we had a bunch of tables. We had probably two or three tables. That was just uh, the kids from our castle that we were living in. Because yeah. that's so so totally a normal sentence right, right there. Yeah. yeah. And we were in this little side room, so there were still plenty of other people. Uh, and I think I had two and a half gallons of beer that evening. Oh my gosh, that's, that's equivalent of peeing every eight minutes in my world. That's all I hear. Two and a half gallons? Did yeah, you measure a pint at a time, or did it come uh, bigger than it that? It came in the liters. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering if the podcast world wants to know peeing knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so it came in liters, and the most impressive part was the very beginning of the evening, because there was like a bunch of us sitting at this table, and I think we ordered 10 liters of beer is what I'm guessing, because this one guy showed up carrying 10 liters of beer oh in my his two arms. God. Were they huge muscle arms? Cause they were huge muscle arms, and he was not a tall man, but he was a very muscular man, and he had four liter glasses in each hand and then the the handles from the liter glasses formed a base big enough to hold a fifth one nice. balanced on top of it did you tip him well uh we stood up and cheered all of us and i'm pretty sure we tipped well we were he's like, like after the second gallon yeah i don't really i was remember, tipping exceptionally well <laughs> i do remember that i led everybody home all right i told them which train to get and then promptly missed that train and I caught the next train, which took me nowhere in particular. But I did find my way home. I made some, some tourist laugh on the train, doing Groucho Marx with a broken cigar and somebody else's stolen glasses. Had a good time of it. Found my way home, finally made it to bed, but had a blast. So that's my, that's my Munich story. <laughs> Two and a half gallons of beer later. So much beer, by the way. And delicious. Also, where I learned to love cigars. Nice. All right, so I finally started drinking this Scythe and the Sickle, and right. I like it a lot. It's nice. I feel I feel less bad now that I can say something good about a Oktoberfest style. It's not. I know it's a it's harvest, but it's yeah. it's autumn. It's Autumnal. A, yes, that makes me think of Mr. Tumnus. We should do trivia <sighs> now. Mr. Tumnus. We should do trivia. Okay. What this year was the first Oktoberfest? 1626. 1912. 1810. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm not even sure who won that. I mean, you're closer, but I'm under... But if we're doing prices Right rules, we're, we're not lost. doing 
Price is Right rules. Okay, then I win. I Jerry feel Price very ganged right. up on no. it. Um, <laughs> <coughs> it was uh, it was originally started. Uh, there was a wedding between King Ludwig the First, and he married uh, Therese uh, on October twelfth of eighteen ten, and they had this big old party. And it culminated with these horse races. And the next year, they were like, wow, you know what was a lot of fun? The wedding for sure, but also those horse races. <laughs> Let's do it again. So they did it again around the same time, and that kind of began the October Because people tradition. drink a lot at weddings. They do, especially when you invent, uh, or invite rather all of the peasantry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. um, that sounds expensive and fun at the same time. Well, when you're a king. You're kind of really obligated. Expensive. Yeah. Kings can build stuff like Versailles. They can afford a couple liters of beer. Or two and a half gallons, depending on who you're inviting. Wow. Uh, in 2010, two years ago, how many liters of Oktoberfest beer were consumed during the Oktoberfest? Just in Munich or in Germany in general? In Munich. You get to go first this time. I'm totally, totally playing this one. 25,000. How long is it? Do we know? Or is that one coming later? Uh, it's 16 days long. Oh, okay. I Depending I was... on the year. I stand by my assertion. 2010. And you said what? 25,000. Oh, 38,000. 7 million. <laughs> Holy cow. I was wrong. You totally had a poker face on that too. Uh, I can tell how very wrong we were. Yeah. Hey, I was closer this time. It's true. I totally get that round. Seven, 7 million liters, which is And you weren't even there in 2010. Two and a half gallons. Wow. I was I not there would, then. I, I was not I helping. Say that only 25,000 of them were sold because they sell them by liters, right? They right. sell them by the liter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to think of an individual drink ticket. Right. Instead of being a tasting, like when we do it here, it's actually like a liter of beer. Like a soda. Can we go back to the to the previous thing real quick? Wait, wh which one? Uh, the one about the, the horse races and all that. So was the Oktoberfest originally kind of a tribute each year to the royalty for the... No, it was mostly about the horse racing. After it, that. it really was just the, hey, this was fun, let's just keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was just they started doing horse races every year after that. I don't even know if they still I do I think it. it was one of those, hey, we all came together, stopped working for a day, almost like a national holiday Yeah, and thing. it was like, oh, this is fun. And also, it, mm, well, that was guess, I, a little bit later for uh, German Unity Day. Right. But uh, You have to divide Germany before you can reunite exact, it. Yeah. yeah, that happens. Yeah. That's October 3rd like this United year? States Reunification Day. Never. April something, 19, or 1865. All right, I was just trying to make it up. So 19. that failed miserably. Let's continue. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so there is a We're a still term. united. That we're United States. There's 50 of us. Okay, go on. There is a, a term that the Germans use for the uh, the amateurs, as it were. The Rumspringer. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Close. Uh, I will actually, I will tell you. Amish? Amateurs. <laughs> I'll tell you the, the phrase in my, in my best non-German, because I don't actually speak German. But it's a uh, Bierlichen. L-E-I-C-H-E-N. Lichen? Lichen. Lichen? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's not like werewolves. It doesn't mean I that. took German. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. Lichen uh, sounds like something that grows in the moss. No. Sure. But these these are the people that can't handle their booze. What do, what do we think that means? Jason. Oh! <laughs> I said that about myself, so you can't make fun of me. True. Boom. <laughs> Covered myself. He's like, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we call them cheap dates. 
Close. You were you were kind of close too. With the Jason thing. Well, no, with the one before that. Lichen. You talked about it. Sounds like something. What did you say that? I don't know. Just tell us. Something the that grows in the moss. It, it's yeah. beer corpses. Or what? Beer corpses. That sounds very German. That's why you don't remember. <laughs> right. they're, they're not actually dead. They're just passed out. Oh. But it's, it's they're so drunk that they pass out and you know. But like growing in the moss, a corpse right. would do something like that. I think. Yeah. Um, so what, when a German's like, say I went to Germany and I had half the amount of beer that you had in October. So one and a quarter. Gallons. In my. I'd say you weren't trying hard enough. Oh, uh, but I make it all the way to, you know, three blocks from the beer garden, and I'm like, mm, I should nap. If they came upon me, they would call me a... A beer lichen. Beer lichen? Lichen? <laughs> lichen? <laughs> How did you add a glottal sound to beer? <laughs> <laughs> because it's German. There's yeah. a glottal sound in everything. There's not, actually. We're though. never allowed to do Oktoberfest again, because I just glottalize yeah. a lot. You could probably say lichen, too. Lichen? That could, that could work. Because ich, ich and ish are pronunciations you can do for the ICH sound. Ish. Well, I would think lush would be appropriate, so lish just seems... All right, Ian, moving on. Leish. He's laughing at my German. Leishen, moving yeah. on. Okay, so in the history of Oktoberfest... We started in 1810 at a wedding. How many times have they had to cancel it? Two. Zero. 24. Really? Holy yeah. cow! That is not cholera, dedication. Cholera. That oh. is dedication. I thought it was going to be a world war. Well, that's, that's two. Cholera and war are the, the main two... Uh, the main two culprits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet right. there wasn't an Oktoberfest from, oh, I don't know, 1914 to 1918, and probably not again from 1939. Yeah, well, there might have been in 39. They were doing pretty well then. When did they invade Poland? No, okay. Good yeah, point. Maybe not until, you know, it started coming back at them. <laughs> well, if this can be my plea for peace, let's stick to it. Yeah, we don't want to cancel any more Oktoberfest. No. no more cholera. Well, also, I don't think I don't think that they're going to be the, the aggressors in the new world that we live in, let's be honest. Uh, true enough. So. Oh, my God. We came back to politics. Move on. Move on. Ugh. Politics. Uh, let's see. I think I have one more question. All right. Find it real quick. There we go. Going back to the, the horse races, when did that event end? When did they stop doing the horse races as, like, the main event? And, and just admit it's just, that it's about it's drinking? It's about the beer. Started in 1810, so it's after that. 1811. No, No, because they like the horse races. Right, they like the horse races. That's why I came back again. <laughs> Jason's I'm like... I'm going to say 1954. Holy cow. We have such Holy horse racing. Oh. Batman? I actually think it's going to be like 1876. 1876. Bing, bing, bing. Are you kidding? Jason, not exactly, but 1960. Ooh. Holy cow. All right, long distance Sometime, high five. Sometime, boom. That was amazing. I would never Shortly ever. That was, my, that was my stage combat high five nap. Oh, okay. right into your mic. That was brilliant. Yeah, it was on my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Uh, so that's he all. He even has two. I don't want to ruin this for you. Oh, okay. I could have three. Who knows? <laughs> True enough. Because then there'd be nowhere to put your mic if we were looking at that. Go on. What? what? That's that's all the trivia I have for you about Oktoberfest. It's a wonderful holiday event. Whatever. Six. Is it still sixteen days? Do you know? It depends on the year. It basically it uh, it ends on the first Sunday of October, uh, unless that happens to be German Unity Day. 
Right, which is uh, like and they the third of October this year. An extra day or two. Okay. So. Because all the Germans have off days, yeah. for German Unity Day. Because if you're going to have a national holiday, you should surround you better yourself give with drinking. Off. Get everyone off. That sounds like an amazing plan. <clears throat> so, so is this our October, the conclusion of the Oktoberfest review? Who well, won, there's, uh, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about before we uh, oh, close oh, up. Oh. Well, no, but Jason just wants to know who won. Oh, the trivia. Priorities. Who won trivia? Uh, I'm pretty sure you won, Jason. I'm pretty sure you won. I'm pretty sure Jason won every round of he trivia. He always wins trivia. No matter how much you... Which is hilarious because I'm horrible <coughs> at trivia. You can't say that anymore. Well, as long as I can get generally the answer and people will still give it to me, then I'm okay with I it. I think the only well, one I, I got... Think, I think generally it's closest to... Yeah. yeah, I think the only one I got was the liters of beer since we were you yeah, know, six and, and a half million <laughs> off. So <laughs> yeah, you can't ask me like, who was Frank Lloyd Wright? Like, I, I yeah. Who was the first mayor to tap a the first keg of Oktoberfest? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I mean, I, I do have that information, but that's too obscure, and he's no one. So John no one. Smith? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah, it was Mr. Schmirschmir. I don't understand this reference. <laughs> what a <shmer-shmer. laughs> uh, It's just, it's a very... Non-committal answer? Yeah. How old are you? I'm, you know... It is like, you know when you put a number and you do the little approximation sign before it? It's oh, just yeah. approximating life. So feel free to start shmurring your life. Yeah, you shmur. Um, you had a couple current events that you wanted to share did, with our folks, yes. didn't you? We mentioned a few weeks ago the... 2012 Ardmore Oktoberfest. Absolutely. Ardmore is uh, close to where I live, uh, out in a darling out in the main little PA town. Uh, and this is going to happen on September 29th, this 2012. It's starting at noon. It'll go until eight, maybe a little later. Uh, and there's a number of bars on Cricket Avenue, Cricket Terrace, sorry, and West Athens Avenue. Uh, and they're going to close off a little corridor of street. They're going to put up some tents. There's going to be Lederhosen and uh, accordions and all sorts of fun stuff. And mostly there's going to be a lot of great beer and some Oktoberfests. So if you're interested, if you're in the area, again, it's in Ardmore. If you uh, go on Facebook. It sounds like a good time of year to have an outdoor festival. It's a great time of year. It's only a couple weeks from now. Uh, If you go on Facebook and you just search for 2012 Ardmore Oktoberfest, spelled with a K. Of course, For those of you who don't know. Uh, you'll you'll hit a little link for it. It is uh, produced mainly by McCloskey's Bar, which is an Irish bar, so that's a little weird. But they're all about drinking, so hey, it makes sense. It comes full circle. Yeah. I thought you also had some fantastic news about Yingling. I do. Um, uh, so. And I'm going to say this. We have alluded to the fact that today we are in D.C. And D.C. is a lovely place. It lets us branch out and try new beers and have a a better beer shopping experience because it is not the constraint of the Pennsylvania liquor laws. But if you can't tell, I am a Pennsylvania girl born and bred. Um, Ian is also from Pennsylvania and Jason has lived part of his life in Pennsylvania. Sorry, Philly. Yes. I am a farm girl. You are (laughs) not farm or girl. Yes. So the fact that we feel a little connected to Yingling is, is probably not a mystery to anybody who's listening. Uh, because if you don't know, Yingling is America's oldest brewery. They are America's oldest brewery. And they're in Pennsylvania. And now they're also America's oldest American-owned brewery. And the largest. Um, I've known a few people who've gone up there for a tour and said it was a really fun experience. 
So if you get to the area, I would say give it a go. Something we should probably do. Uh, we have a really long of those, a long <laughs> yes. list of those to-dos. So the Ardmore Oktoberfest is on September 29th, and the day before, okay, September 28th, so not 6 long 30 p.m. All right. Uh, Yingling Brewery would like to toast Philadelphia. Uh, I suppose there's a couple different meanings to that. They like want to get cilantro. them toasted, okay. but also they want to raise <laughs> a toast to Philadelphia because Philadelphia. The city itself, as well as its surrounding uh, suburbs, and most of Pennsylvania, to be honest. But they are now America's number one brewery. They are American-owned, and they are the largest producing beer in America that is American-owned. And they want to say thank you to Pennsylvania for helping them become that. Which is just funny. Can I say that? Sure. Because we sit here and we lament Pennsylvania liquor laws, and yet... And the largest... American-owned American brewery owned, is, you in know, fact, in Pennsylvania. Yes. So, okay, I heard this, and I was really surprised. How is it not, like, Budweiser or Miller? Because they were bought by Imbev, so they're now Belgian-owned, I believe. Wow. Like so even, like, Miller and all those are still not... They're all owned the by multinational corporations. Oh, wow. So now we are left with Yingling. And Yingling Which is actually not a sad thing. Like no. As far as all those other beers that just disappeared off the American-owned map, I'm not upset by that. And Yingling, it's that uninterrupted production with the prohibition time period. Um, they're or accepting the prohibition time period. Right. But there are a lot of places that kept making a living by just changing their recipe and making a little less, less alcoholic and you know making it into a health serum or something like that just to keep producing so that helps too so i think this is super interesting because all the advertisements you see on tv show you know bud and miller and all that are trying to make it the absolute american beer and they, they and it's not well owned. real american heroes yeah, exactly right yeah. they uh they used to be owned they used to be american right. but they so are i'm no sure longer. if we watch more commercials we would see that their marketing might change a bit we should probably check out their... Uh, I bet it won't. No, I don't think it oh, will. Oh, really? I don't, yeah. I don't think it will. Because they're still associated with America? They they are the America beer, and the people that drink that are probably too stupid to know. Well, that was the thing when we were in, in the UK, <clears throat> when they were like, oh, we want to drink American beer. Budweiser, please. It's like... Yeah. Oh. Well, the, also, ironically, viewed. there is a Budweiser beer in Belgium that is much better. And they, I think they had a little lawsuit. Almost everything in Belgium is better. Well, beer whatever. Wise. I'm sorry. Could you and please chocolate. tell us about the toast no, of just, Philadelphia? Yes, the toast of Philadelphia. So at 6.30 p.m. On, on September 28th, if you go onto the yingling.com website, you can find a listing of bars. And they're just giving away beer. There's over 10,000 bottles of beer that they're going to be giving away on that day at that time for, for people. For saying, hey, thanks. Thanks for making us... America's number one. That brewery. goes a lot further than a thank you card, as far as I'm concerned. It does, and uh, I heard their their advertisement today, and it was, you know, we're we're America's number one brewery, and we just wanted to thank the town that helped us do it. And so, what if that town is a huge metropolitan city? <laughs> <laughs> we still want to do it. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. And they're just, you know, ten thousand bottles to them, probably really just a drop in the bucket, but. It's also a great publicity thing. Right. It's, it's a great a thing for them to marketing. do to say, hey, thank you. And right. they mean it. Like, without Philadelphia, without Pennsylvania, they wouldn't be anything at all. Also but, gets out there the whole American, like, we are the last large, gigantic yeah. American company. Sure. And they, they is, it is Yingling Lager. 
And if you go into any bar in Philadelphia and you order a lager, they're pouring you a yingling. They're not pouring you a stout's lager. They're not pouring you a founder's some, yeah, or anything they're, else. They're pouring you a yingling lager. And everyone knows that. And I didn't even know that there was another options until I went to other states and stuff and was of drinking age and learned more about beer. But it was, I drank lager. Oh, it also happens to be yingling. Nice. Do we know the size comparison between Sam Adams and Yingling? That's what I was wondering, actually, at this moment. Because Sam Adams seems to be getting pretty big, and like you, anywhere you go, you and they much do more seasonals and really have a bigger repertoire. Whereas right. Yingling sort of owns their lager, and they have a few other oh, things. Oh, they've got Lord Chesterfield. Yeah, I saw that one. The well, we'll have to look. We'll I said look that kind of scoffly, but I actually quite like yeah. the Lord Chesterfield because I think that's a great thing to find out. Um, yeah, let's check it. We'll, and because we'll bring that up next time. Size is a big thing too. Is it based on the volume? <laughs> oh, you know? girls. oh, I'm so grounded. I'm not allowed to speak anymore. This is my podcast. I'm not allowed to speak anymore. Um, but Just chug and swallow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it the volume of you know beer they're putting out by liter, or is it you know the size of their brewery or their distribution or what? So we'll have to figure that I out. I will do research. I do know that Yingling used to be just on. Just in Pennsylvania. They right. recently opened up a brewery in Florida. And I heard a rumor that Pennsylvania now gets its beer from the Florida brewery. Because oh. all the rest of it is going elsewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, from the Pennsylvania brewery. All right. So. Well, we're, we're running close to time, but I, ha- I want to squeeze in one listener question if I can. Excellent. Um, this one comes from Rob via Facebook. Hey, Rob. So if you also have a question on Facebook, find us at facebook.com slash dashing rogue. Um, the question from Rob is, my wife does not like to drink beer, but when she does, it's always fruit flavored. What beers can I get her to drink that have beer, or I'm sorry, have fruit as a prominent flavor? He gave me an example. He uh, like put up a picture of one of the beers she likes. Lightning Google's apricot wheat? No, it's a blueberry beer. Lightning Kugel's blueberry. It's not Lightning Kugel. Good try. It's not. Um, and I definitely, I started off by uh, telling him the Lambic story because yeah, anyone right. who says they don't great like beer, that's where we start. You know, and it's a great starter to be like, oh, I do like candy though. It's yeah, super, exactly. Yeah, you don't like beer? Sweet, what about though. candy? It is, Lambic's and that's it. You have to be ready for sweet. it because yeah. it's sort of dessert in a glass. It's not really ciders. That's not a bad idea, especially now that they're doing ciders with There's some flavors. There's a Dock Street Pear. That sounds delicious. Which is a very pear-forward uh, cider, but also, you know, it's, it's, it's not technically a beer. It's, it's certainly a cider, but I think it, I would lump those two into the same category with a gun to my head. Um, not in a bad way. I just think that they do the same concept. I'm sure a lot of people are ah, shouting at me right now. Uh, I know they're different. I know they're completely different, but they're made they're similarly. They're carbonated. They're alcoholic. They're tasty. Yeah. What about like the Lancaster Brewing Company? Do they have a strawberry. They wheat? have a strawberry wheat, um, which we featured for our right. for our barbecue. And I, the only thing that gives me pause about that is that um, Jason had mentioned it's not very strawberry fruit. Forward. It's not super strawberry right. fruit. It's a forward. subtle. Again, if maybe that would be a good transition once she's feeling more confident with her fruit beers. Um, There's a blackberry lambic that is super popular. It is seasonal, um, Mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be just 
delicious. Again, candy in a glass. We wouldn't know. We can't find it. I know. <laughs> it's it's maybe four weeks a year. It's really tough to come upon. But the Lindemans, the Frambois, they also have, so they have a raspberry, they have an apple, they have a peach. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely thinking you can always go that route because you can find Lindemans a lot of places mm -hmm. now. Now, it's definitely cheaper to buy in a store than in a restaurant. But if you want to take your wife out for a wing night, there's still a lot of options that you can try. Hey, if you go to the right restaurant or bar and they have some sort of wheat beer and a frambois on tap, uh, I will say that this is a great transitional beer as well, is uh, the commonly referred to as a dirty hoe. Uh, okay. It is half a pint of hoe garden or three quarters, depending on where you go. And then it is uh, floated with some... Uh, Usually Lindemann's Frambois, which is a raspberry lambic, and the the raspberry and the uh, the wheat beer, they just go very well together. That sounds uh, neat. It doesn't have to be Hoegarden. It could be the uh, the Blanche de Bruxelles. It can be because Hoegarden's not super duper strong, so I can it's see not. that you're gonna get the raspberry without it. It'll it'll cut that sweetness that you were so afraid of. And it also of. has like a little like orangey flavor to it. That's why it's often yeah. served with an orange. It's got that a little bit of bitter citrus to it. Uh, but at the same time, if you cut it with some of that, then you're, you're going to get a nice flavor to it. And again, if you're talking half a pint of that with half a pint of the Frambois, then you're still having a lot of beer in there. And then you can kind of cut down on the proportions. You can wean, right. wean off of it. And get into that Lancaster you Strawberry You can also do wheat. a Dirty Guinness, which is a Frambois and uh, Guinness. So there's a lot of mixed beers, a lot of half and half type of beers that you can do. I like those. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say Line and Kugel. They do a lot of, of fruit beers. They're uh, very they much the summer shandy. Yeah, they have the. I think it's a blueberry. Um, I have um, been places where the they take that blueberry summer and put like frozen blueberries down in it, which I will. Sounds awesome, actually, on a hot summer day. Yeah, it's it's definitely better than that. You know, lawnmower lager that I always Sam reference. summer with a lemon squeezed into it. I find uh, is very refreshing has some of that citrus fruit character to it. So Rob, there is hope for your wife. Um, if not, just... <laughs> just buy her some wine. Yeah, <laughs> buy her some wine. That's probably what I was implying. Um, <laughs> and not killing her. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Uh, so if you have any questions, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dashing rogue. Uh, and you can always follow Ian and I on Twitter. We are pretty darn good about tweeting. We're getting better the more followers we start to get. Hint, hint. Uh, and I am at beer mistress. Uh, I am at dashing underscore rogue. And you can always check out our reviews, our podcasts, and our webisodes at dashingrogue.com. So until next time, I'm Shannon. I'm Ian. And I'm Jason. Thank you so much for joining us.